Previously on Critically Stupid. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite D&D podcast on the internet. My name is Gareth, and I play the rogue. Uh, I say play the rogue. I am the rogue. I'm very, very into it. I'm also the bartender and everyone's favorite. Now, if you don't remember what happened last week, that's my job. That's why I'm here. Um, me and Arnold went on some stealth missions. I, I was teaching him the tips and tricks of the trade uh, while Mel waited outside and had fantasy Wendy's with Josh Pat. Uh, we were looking, we were actually robbing Rainier Neverember's house, looking for his sword. Um, which is a bit bit strange, but we needed some way to get him to us, you, you understand. Now, inside of Rainier Neverember's house, we actually met a, 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 a dark elf named Azd. Uh, forgive my pronunciation on that, I don't speak drow. Now, the, the, I say met. I say we met this new person, but really it was like the quietest Mexican standoff you've ever seen. Uh, we just kind of stared at each other for six minutes because it turned out that this person thought we, somehow both of us, were Rainy of Never Remember. Um, after some Scooby-Doo shenanigans with uh, a small dog who lived in the house and Rainy's housekeeper, you know, running away uh, through different doorways in the hallway, at some point I hid in a suit of armor and also kept it. But we eventually succeed in stealing the sword and taking it back to Troskol with Azd, uh, because she was actually waiting for Rainier as well. And Rainier comes into our establishment, and uh, he, you know, lightly pokes and teases at us for breaking into his home and stealing his belongings. Um, and Azd accuses Rainier of dealing weapons to the Drow homeland. She shows him a press release with a picture and everything, and it is, I'm going to be honest, very incriminating. There's one here. Um, it's like an olive. Oh, I kill a plant guy. Like this yeah. guy. Olive plant. I have, yeah, I have three plant tattoos now, and then I have one. The lava lamp's on my ankle, so I'll have to, I have to stand up or something. Nah, I don't do that. You also don't want to show the internet your feet. Big mistake. Big uh, huge. Oh, that's how we get followers. Yeah. Gary. That's paid. That's paid. This is your content. first day on the internet? <laughs> Gary, show, show us your feet. So mad when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you. That that's gonna be the screen cap. It's just that. Oh hell yeah! What a great thumbnail. You're welcome, Alex. Oh, I can't wait. That being said, I love you guys. And I'm glad you're here. Let's play some D and D. That's where the intro would start. Oh, nice. That's good. I'm not going to keep it. But...
<laughs> All right. Uh, let's do a little warm up. Diana. Yes. I would love you to help me describe the worst grave robbing of all time. Worse than the one that we already had with the somehow yes. cannibals. Uh, I think because I are... think the cannibalism made that. I mean, that was at least top three worst. That's that's like top three worst reasons to grave rob. It might be the first of the worst <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I Great think we wrong. all know. You guys heard of this cool thing called uh, necrophilia? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Bessie, my question is, how many people are involved in this uh, grave robbing gone wrong? Uh, 32. 32 people involved? <laughs> it's all a right. club. Okay. Classroom right. of hey, children. It, it was It was like a meetup. It was like a fantasy meetup where they, they were like, if it's you're interested mob. in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grave robbing. Grave robbing or necrophilia or All cannibalism, right. whatever your forte is, meet up with us here. Okay. So uh, I, legally, I have to abide by the rules of yes and, which is fucking horrifying to me. So, Garyan. 32 people in a tomb, which sounds like I'm jumping into the worst Dr. Seuss rhyme of all time. Um, what is the complication that starts this grave robbing gone wrong? Is it 32 there, people trying to fit into it too? The, the issue with the grave robbing gone wrong is that there's only, there are 32 people and there's 31 graves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there is. So, so we're, we're going to have to share. We're going to cut in musical graves. We're going to cut into the Waterdeep Graveyard, uh, also known as the City of the Dead. It's a sprawling hillside of a mix of family mausoleums that are both well cared for and, and grand and have a lot of money put into them. And also old and decaying and cracked and shattered with bits of ivy and broken tombs. And we're going to go to a hollow near a clump of trees where 32 people are standing in a crowd sort of muttering to each other. Some of them have shirts that said like dead, no problem. You know, others of them are holding like bottles of lube weirdly. <laughs> and, um, if we I think two of, two of them by the side start this where like, you know, one of them is like an overweight, mediocre white guy with like a chin beard and a, oh, a trilby hat on. Um, I, I want one of the people at least to be like a beautiful, ethnically diverse model who's just into some weird shit. And the other one is a beautiful, <laughs> ethnically diverse model who's wearing a shirt that says feet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and she has one of those hats that's like, uh, women want me, fish fear me. <laughs> and then on the back it says, because I fuck the fish. <laughs> I thought it was feet stuff. And they start shoving each other over a grave that each had called dibs on. Arnold, what, how, how does this, there's only 31 grave scenarios spread to the rest of the group? Because it starts with two people. All right. So how did they all find out? Well, here's the thing is there are 32 of them because they're very Oompa Loompa-like, but their grave robbers are like Oompa Gloompas. Uh, they are all singing. So like the two of them, as they're going, are singing a song about what they're doing and it's passing back and they're all getting like the information as they go and becoming and slightly telephone. more depressed. Are they all singing this song? Oh yeah, yeah, it's passing back as they go. So like the first two start singing it and then they start Oh, it's like realizing. a round? Yeah, it's Arbor a round. Is that, 
Yeah. Okay, so like Loki, that's the most horrifying song I've ever imagined. It's just like quietly in like a funeral dirge, 32 yes. people singing in a minor key. What the fuck? All are right. there are there choreographed dances? Not choreographed, but they're really good at following each other, is the thing. Ah. Okay, all right. So uh I think I'm just picturing like a seven dwarves situation now. Except like there's 32 of them. The whistle well you work only it, yeah, it only it's 32 of them and they're not whistling while they work. They're oompa gloompaing while they dig. Near this hollow where 32 oompa gloompas are digging up corpses. Um there is a mausoleum of a family in shambles. Uh, the windows have been cracked and broken and have long since rotted through through the timbers. The inside tombs are scattered with dead leaves and dead flowers, bits of uh, plants that have grown and sprouted and withered and, and rotted. And there are three people in that tomb who are who are squabbling over the three sort of like graves that are raised up from the floor. Um, Tess, what are those three fighting about? Wait, there's three in the mausoleum. They're part of the 32? They're part of the 32. I think they were lucky enough to get, like, a private booth. Uh, maybe they were the first three in, and they got, like, they got one of the good spots. They don't have to dig outside. They get to squabble over their tombs on the inside, away from the elements. Right, okay. Um, this is like the Coachella tent of grave robbing. They all slept with each other's moms. Um, and they just found out now it came up. Because one of them made your mom joke. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, were, one of them made your mom were, joke. Like, were, you know about that? It's super easy. They were digging through the graves. They saw a necklace and they're like, yo, that necklace is the same one that this girl I fucked last night had. It's my like, mom, my mom that. has that necklace. Okay. I'm so glad you went with a necklace and not like, look at those hips. It reminds me of someone. <laughs> <laughs> your mom. <laughs> Enter Shakira, hips don't lie. <laughs> Look at that bone structure. You can see it so clearly without all the face in the way. All right. So I think these three tomb raiders um, start fighting about the fact that they've all had sex with each other's moms and they don't love it. And things get physical. They, they come to blows. And I think actually outside as well, the, shut up, Bessie. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> We're all just like, they, know, they, they got physical. And it comes to blows, eh? How physical. So anyway, these three grave robbers are blowing each other. Each other. Too. <laughs> so this is the Jewish weirdest to start to a porn ever. Is it though? Is it? And then oh my God. They, think they, get, they start hitting each other and like start scuffling. And I think outside the Oompa Gloompas stop digging and everybody starts fighting over the fact that there aren't enough graves to go around and somebody's going to have to fuck the grass. And then uh, they all fight. And then I think there's like a, there's like a scatter of light and, a, and an imperious voice breaking over a hillside that says like essentially, who goes there? And everybody fucking scatters to the winds they all break up and run people are dashing pell-mell through the through the gravestones and darting around mausoleums throwing themselves out of the broken windows and in the in the chaos and the scramble there is a high-pitched metallic clang and then we're gonna cut to black very ominous it's true 
I just now realized that I didn't do a what's going on, everybody bit. So we're going to do that right now. I forgot. It's like, no, it's it's like when there's like a cool, ominous scene before the intro of a show. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do ah, that wait, shit, we already have a normal intro, though. Damn it. We've got a cold <laughs> open and then a warm open. And then yeah, we just like got... a lukewarm open. <laughs> a flesh <laughs> temperature open. We put, the, open. We, we put the open in the microwave and then stirred it a bit and put it back in the microwave. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your comedy Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast, Critically Stupid. I am your host and dungeon master, Alexander James, and I'm sorry for how this episode has gone so far. My favorite part of last episode was easily uh, Gareth saying, Rainier, I've never been in your house or stolen any of your stuff ever before, and then looping a cup with the sword he stole from Rainier's house and handing it to him. Uh, Diana, why don't you go next? Uh, hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the wolf pup, uh, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite part of last episode was pup prints. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I came up with it on the on the drop, and like your face fully fell off. Like you thought it was great. It's so cute. I'm gonna go liberate pup prints. I believe that's called theft. Because Pupperance has an owner. Yeah, like a subpar owner. It's not theft, it's a rescue. That's what I'm saying. Hey everybody, welcome to Critically Stupid. You should steal dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next, Bessie? Um, Garyan. Hello everybody, my name is the ghost of William Shakespeare and I play Gareth. And my favorite part about last episode was when confronted with the threat of detection, Gareth's first response is to hide inside of a suit of armor. And he dives into it, similar to Scrooge McDuck diving into a pile of coins. And then you proceeded to stay in the suit. I think you just liked it a lot and you stayed in it. I kept it. Gareth kept the suit. It's in his room. (laughs) Uh, Arnold, please, my friend. All right. Um, hi, I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard. My favorite part of the last episode was uh, was when we Scooby Dooed through, <laughs> essentially Scooby Dooing through this house. Uh, that how did that happen? And also the fact that Garion kept the armor was hilarious to me. <laughs> yep. That was that whole section was was amazing. And- uh, our lovely our lovely Jess was not with us last episode, uh, but Jess, give us a highlight from your from your long weekend. Hi, That's everyone. Safe, safe for a family show. Tess. Uh, my, first of all, my favorite part of last episode was that Tess stayed home with explosive uh, sadness. And, <laughs> and uh, last weekend, I went to my friend's birthday party, which was a murder mystery, uh, Shrek-themed. Shrek-themed murder mystery party, and it was amazing. And I was all it? three little pigs. Yeah, that's uh, It was question. a dragon. Ooh, that oh, tracks. The one who fucked dra- donkey. Yeah, yeah. The that, that's an, the consent scenario in that in that particular subplot really there's, does concern me. There's no way donkey did right. There's no donkey way definitely fucked the dragon. Children, they were. They have I mean, children. They have donkey dragon babies. Yeah, but he true. was literally shouting no. Yeah, but it was it's not great. It's not great. On no, paper. but it was 2003, so it was cool. Oh, I don't think we watched the same movie. <laughs> 
Also, I want to address the term explosive sadness. That's when you shoot yourself in the head, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Critically Stupid, where we love suicidal ideation. Uh, Tess, really quick, or, or Jess, are you fine with that? I, I sort of asked you about your weekend. If you would like to scrub it and not do anything personal for the show, we can also do something else. That's I fine. Wanna... I don't think that gave very much away unless okay. everyone knows every other everybody's tracking the shrek themed birthday parties in the country enhance i know exactly i'm in a different country so if we cross reference these birthdays with these shrek themed murder mysteries (laughs) going through the rental agencies if you yes i'm sorry if you have a shrek themed birthday i'm sorry that i spoiled that the dragon did it but the dragon did it honestly i thought i did it and as as one of the pigs and i was really stressed out i thought it was me the whole time but it wasn't me Amazing. Don't you okay. hate when that happens when you're trying to investigate a murder and you're like, damn, it might be me. Yo, is it well, me? yeah, because they made it so that no one knew who did it. And oh, yeah, no, they like, You did it. So then I was like, oh my God, I'm sounding really suspicious right now. Yeah. All right, we should start you the when episode. You, when you're just like, minutes. am I the baddie? Am yeah, I, no, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, you are the baddie, Diana. Yeah, am I the, the drama? All right, so we are going to open uh, with. The squeaky hinges of the City of the Dead gates squeaking open. When you left L, aka the priestess from the Waterdeep Harbor, she told you that uh, the Stone of Galore was in the City of the Dead. She had somehow gotten it from the um, Nimble Wright, who is currently at the bottom of Waterdeep Harbor with chomp marks in him, uh, and had sent it to the City of the Dead. Gareth. How did Elle get in touch with you to let you know where in the City of the Dead you're looking, and how specific was she? Uh, so there were two letters sent to Tro- Troll Skull. The first one was just a regular handwritten letter directing us where to go, what was happening, and why we were going there. Okay. The second letter was sent in a week after, and it said... Or actually, it didn't say anything. It was a hand-drawn map of the city with red circles and arrows pointing to the city of the dead. And then on the back of it, it said, uh, and he knows this because he gave it to Arnold, attention, Troll Skull staff, apologies for first note, forgot Gareth couldn't read. (laughs) Okay. So you guys have a pretty good idea of where you're going to look for this stone in the city of the dead. Um. How do you how do you go about it? Obviously, you've been in the City of the Dead before uh, when you discovered uh, Clarence, and that was um, Marie's guest episode, a.k.a. Sabine from Two Monsters Rolling Dice. She's amazing. How would you enter this graveyard a second time, knowing how the first one went? Um, I personally, I would... Is there any way to, like... I don't know. Arnold, you got ghost detection? Um, no ghost detection. I do are we, <clears throat> sorry. So we're looking for the the, the key, right? Or we're looking for the the, the stone. The stone, the, correct. The stone. Uh, the stone I, hey, can I, I can, rephrase my earlier? I question? can detect the the dead things. Yeah, I, I was I, I saw Mel like do yeah. this. I'm like, can anybody yeah. detect ghosts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was me that ruined it. The ruined. I feel I made it better, but of you know, ruined it the first time because I suddenly remembered that I had ruined the spell it. where I could do the thing. 
I, my soul fled from my body for like a solid five seconds. You were like, Hey, what's this, uh, what's this spell that ruins your plot sort of beginning to end? And I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, but do we need it right this present moment? Planning. Am I missing something? Or are we literally in the planning phases of how we're, we're going to go? We're planning, planning planning. about this. Yeah. You're standing. My idea is that we the... dress up as ghosts. I want to wear a sheet. Yeah, we put sheets over our head. With yeah, like, we're like wearing ghosts. So we're well, still doing like... it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You've I'm made not. a crucial misstep. There. <laughs> I'm just no. rubbing my stomach and singing the baby back rib song as I'm walking through there, just in case. I'm just like, who knows if there's another cannibal in here? So I'm just, I'm almost baby back, baby back. Baby. But, so, yeah, it's offensive. <laughs> We have little bit, bits of Tupperware filled with dead human in case there are any cannibals. Like, hey, don't eat us. We brought snacks. Where did you get the little Tupperware of dead human? Don't ask questions. <laughs> I'm the dungeon master. Where did you get the Tupperware of dead human? <laughs> Bitch. I was, I was going to make a joke, but it was low-key fucked up. <laughs> I mean, we're here, we're here now. <laughs> Remember those, what, what was that? What was it? Dustin Ego? Oh no! Yeah. Nah, you can't kill Dustin. I like Dustin too much. You now you see the exact thought process I had. You can kill his shitty little friend. Yeah, yeah. What's Evan, his friend's Evan name? Stokes I don't remember his name. Just yeah. says Evan on the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like it's a little picture of him. It's like, it's like labeled too, like breast, thigh, wing, oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's wing, right. leg. yeah, wing, like your lats. So we know where in the city of the dead that it is, right? It's not roughly. Just I think I don't out. think you're as familiar with the city of the dead as maybe you're about to be, but you have a map that has like the big highlights pointed out. All right. Um, I mean, is I there think anybody around? The, dead, the gates are currently unguarded and they swung in unlocked. What which I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. Somebody. I mean, I'm sorry, Dusty. What time of day is it? I was assuming nighttime. Do you want to break into the city of the dead during the day? I well, that's why I was asking. I was checking. I don't. I think Gareth, just out of like thiefly habits, would want to go at night, but also going during the day would be like they'll never expect that. So he could be easily convinced. I mean, that's true. That's if you're like confident time. enough and like with a clipboard, nobody questions. All right, so it's the middle of the day on a beautiful spring morning. Uh, the birds are chirping. There's nary a cloud in the sky, uh, and the gate. All to of the... us have allergies. We're just sneezing. oh, the pollen count is ridiculous. Guys Troll are like, You're... Troll Skull is actually closed due to pollen. Wow, you just straight up closed the pollen count. Well, yeah, it's because I don't want to make assertions about anybody's living space, but there's no way that Jess doesn't have, or Tess doesn't have, like, trees in her room, right? Like, foliage. Yeah, it's constant hay fever in yeah. there. Like, literally <laughs> hay fever. <laughs> okay, you uh, start walking through the City of the Dead, and it is sort of living up to its name in the daytime when you can see all the details and you're not sneaking in low-key to steal corpses this time. There are actual uh, pathways paved through these hills. I mean, again, this is it's a large section of the city, sort of rolling in these in these lower and higher hills with uh, little valleys in between them. And there are paths, both cobbled and 
just trodden into the dirt as people have wa- woven their way up the hills to like that particular tree with a series of graves next to it or that mausoleum that wasn't in a convenient one of these cobbled paths. But you follow these paths and you start to see like helpful signs uh, on the corners showing like, and they've got like cutesy names, you know, they've got like Tibera, Tibera path that way and Ulna path this way. They're all named after bones. So that makes it seem like the city of the dead is a, has a roadway of like What was bones. the first path? It, yep. um, tibia. 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 It was tibia. Hella. <laughs> is that what you said though? Yep. You can check the tape. Anyway, as you move past these, uh, these streets, I think a, I think a cloud passes over the sky um, and it gets a little chilly for a second. It's like a cold breeze rolls over these graves. And Gareth, you hear a voice come over your left shoulder <clears throat> that says, Hey, what are you doing here? And you turn to see an ancient man in chainmail holding a broadsword fully up to his shoulders. He has to hold it in front of himself like with two Fuck hands. Yeah. He's got a drooping white mustache that hangs off of his chin and his hair is like flat white and like pressed down on his scalp. And he's staring at you with burning green eyes. So I think Gareth will stall while he opens his character sheet. Okay, so Gareth um, is going to look at him and size up his armor and then he's going to give a little bow and go, well met, Sir Knight. Or sorry, let me do that with my character voice. Well met, Sir Knight. Well, yeah, somebody has raised with manners. It's nice to see. It's a nice change of pace. Wait right here. We are simply passing through. We did not know this was claimed by any great empire or kingdom. We are simply seeking a key. I'm sh- not sure if you've seen one lying around. That is what we're looking for, right? We're looking for the Stone of Glory. Fuck. We're looking for a particular stone. I'm not sure if you've seen or heard of it lying around. There are lots of, lots, lots of rocks in the graveyard. You can find that them anywhere. Is a great point. I should have rethought my phrasing. Um, Excuse me, miss. We go with the, with the overalls. Could you step off the grass, please? But uh, it, It's soft, and I like it. Yes, but you're disturbing the ground. It's hollow ground. You're disturbing the rest of the, of the denizens underneath you. If you will walk on the path. I will, I will walk up that path. I'm sorry. My name she, is... She keeps one foot on the grass just out of rebellion. Just like, just like one heel, just like a little... Like a pinky toe? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> please don't kill her. <laughs> this is sacred ground. These, these people have earned their slumber and I will not have the likes of you disrespectful coverall-wearing Creep, oh. disturbing their rest. I don't like that at all. If I could, if I could, it. all they much. had to do was die. That's arguably not. I can that do that hard. at any point in time. That's what I'm saying. I try to do that. You guys you might be stopping me, shit. but the point is, it's harder to be alive. It. They took the easy way out. <laughs> like I, I earned the right to be walking here. They just fucking die. I think at this point in the conversation, Gareth gives up on them and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> like I tried to like be diplomatic here. I'm honestly, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure if like that was like 
Mel being very incredulous or if that was just me being very <laughs> incredulous. All they had to do was die. Episode title. <laughs> Maybe I was like a little jealous. I don't know, but I'm just saying like earn their. Gareth, I think as you walk away, um, the cold spring breeze rattles a couple of late season dead leaves past your past your feet and carried on this breeze. This old man's voice floats back to you and says, you'll be and you keep your stead. The grounds of the dead do not disturb easily. I really uh, thought that was going to rhyme. I love this right Also, I know. If they don't disturb easily, does that mean they can walk on the grass? Doesn't that mean we're good? Let's just, all right. We're, we're fine. Let's go. Stay off the Is grass. They're heavy sleepers. <laughs> uh, he turns and he sort of like trods off down one of the cobbled paths, clanking as he goes. I think Gareth will like look to the group and be like, okay, I know it's hard, but let's just walk on the path and not anger any ghosts <laughs> we can totally just get the stone and leave quietly without even seeing another person alive or dead so arnold who has not seen a ghost but has only experienced them in the house is just like so you're saying that if you step on the grass there's a chance we might see a ghost i'm saying if you step on the grass there's a chance i'll cut your foot off <laughs> It's unlikely during the day. Anyway. Like, I'll cut your foot off anytime I please. <laughs> I might have a phantom limb. I will. <laughs> oh, so one way or another, oh, there's going to be a ghost involved. It's a ghost limb. Ghost foot. Ghost, ghost foot. foot. This is my favorite childhood story, ghost foot. Okay. Walking down this path, Gareth, uh, <clears throat> Gareth I think you're leading. You've got the map. You're following the, the drawn out instructions. Um, and you come to a section of the city of the dead that's like a hollow between two low hills and the first thing you notice is it's a little banged up a couple of the graves nearby are some semi-disturbed there's a shovel in one of them almost like it was like started to be dug up and then stopped um and several of the tombs, the sort of family mausoleums around, I think it's like a cul-de-sac at the end of the at the end of this path, have doors swinging gently in this cold breeze that has started to blow through the through the graveyard. Okay, how loose is the dirt around where the shovel was, like where they were digging? Um, pretty loose. It's only in like a three foot section it's not like a full grave but the, the at least the topmost layer of soil has definitely been overturned would i be able to tell how recently this was by like any environmental clues yeah give me a give me a investigation or nature i'll let you make the call i feel like the ranger might be able to tell the druid also might be able to throw down here if you guys want to get a hand well it was my idea <laughs> <laughs> I was just offering to help. Okay, it's okay. I'll roll for it using my brand spanking new Libris Arcana Blood Moon dice. Huge. They are really pretty. Yeah, no, I was I was recording an ad with Alex, and he was like, yeah, our discount code isn't just for submissions. You can use it at regular ca uh, checkout. And I was like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm doing an uh, investigation. Cap is 18. 18. Um... The soil looks fairly wet, um, and it rained last night. Mm, mm. 
Okay. So it could have been any time before last night. Which is right, the soil would have been time. wet either way if it rained last night. That well no, that's, that's what water. It... All right. Hey, anyway. listen, sometimes it's oh, just dirt. It wet, like wet? I, I'm, a good investigation rule doesn't yield things that aren't there. It's dirt. Uh, all right, I take out my fingerprint kit. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a junior detective shellfish agency. Yeah, exactly. I, I have like a little plastic mag- magnifying glass. Nice. Um, Wait, where's Josh? Where's Josh P? Does he smell oh. something? Uh, Josh P is following Mel, obviously. He's happy to be there. I think he's clicking happily through the pathways. He He loves going out. I think... And Mel, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the pathway past the City of the Dead might be on y'all's, like, normal everyday walk. So he probably thought it was, like, a normal day out, and then you guys went through the gate, and he's kind of excited, like, ooh, this is a, this is a new walk. Um, so yeah, because he never gets to go through the gate, so. Yeah, exactly. He, he's all about this. He's Plus, he kind of likes that the night hid gr- glowy green eyes like he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of the gate, did we have any trouble getting into the cemetery? You know what's curious, Gareth? Not even a little bit. Not a guard, not a not a friendly tour guide. I figured guide. the flash mob probably left it can open. I, can I go Lucky. back? Can I go back to the gate and see if it's been like I, I don't know if I would even be able to tell if it's been lockpicked. Mm, uh sure. It's not too far to backtrack to, so uh make a quick make a quick stealth check, I think. That's my favorite check to make. That and sleight of hand is my highest modifier. Nice blanket, Diana. That looks cozy as hell. I'm cold. Holy shit. 24. The lock on this gate, the the key mechanism is unscratched. I think that's the first thing that a rogue would look for is an, is an amateur would scratch the lock as they as they maneuvered the pieces of, of lock around it. Um and I think, I think Gareth, as you're bending down, you're really like detailed on this key mechanism. And then Arnold right behind you kind of points at the giant missing piece of bar next to it where a sledgehammer has knocked out the other side of the lock mechanism and says like, is it maybe that? And it turns out that somebody has beat the hell out of this gate to open it. Shh, Arnold, I'm trying to focus on this lock. Somebody <laughs> might have tried to pick that way in. Don't, don't distract me. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I just like noticed it, it, this, this art instruction, like installation here. <laughs> it's like that TikTok where somebody picks up a piece of their car on the side. It's like, oh, now we can fix the car. And then they pan over and their car's like a smoking wreck on like the a... sidewalk. Ah, mouth. Um, Alex, would I, would Tess be able to smell anything interesting? Tess, you smell, I mean, obviously the slightly sour tang of the dead. You smell... The cold air creeping You've in. You've never smelled a dead person in your life, have you? Me? I don't make a habit of yes. it. Like a sour tang? I've never heard it described that way. Ever. Okay, what do you think a dead person smells like, Diana? I mean, I've been around dead people. Then let's get your description. I'm. It depends on when they died, to be fair. I'm saying this accusingly, but I'm kind of genuinely curious. <laughs> What Welcome to Critically Stupid's Medical Hour, where Diana just talks about non-fictional medical facts. Well, would... you don't like it when I look up non-fictional cow facts either. That's true. I, don't. I think we should start talking about fictional medical facts. Did you know that you can turn your leg inside out? 
COVID's a hoax. Did you know so, that P is stored inside the balls? Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. That's why they're wet, right? All the time. Some people can turn their legs around if they have a joint. No, I didn't say around. I said inside out. <laughs> he did say inside oh. out. What does that even mean? Like anyway. anyway. Yeah, back to what the it. fuck we were doing. Jess. Like, bells. You smell a fight. You smell uh, blood and iron and anger. Can I, can she like follow the scent? Like a, just go full like bloodhound and like try to figure out where it's coming from? Yeah, I think you and Josh Pat both take a take a lead on it because Josh Pat is obviously, I think you, you're both friendly. So he'll, he'll kind of go where you go and you're both sniffing, um, trying to get that, trying to get that good smell. And it leads into this hollow. There are several of these like bone laden, not laden, bone themed pathways branching off. But uh, following Gareth's map, he doubled back to go look at the door. But you are now walking into this hollow proper and this whole hollow smells like this fight. Um, I think I would probably just like go back like, hey guys, I think there is a fight over here. It smells like, like our iron and like grumpies and just people being real piss babies. So I think there's something up. Can I, can, can Arnold walk over there and just pretend that he knows what happens? Like, like, like a uh, humperdink. Like, um, oh Princess yeah. Bride. Judging by the direction of the <laughs> airflow, it's obvious <laughs> that. <laughs> it was I'm... a firefight. No. Um, okay. But can I ask a question though? Uh, as far as the city of the dead, how big, like, what's the perimeter like? Like, how large is this place that we're in? The city of the dead? Kilometers and kilometers, please. <laughs> in you, said, you said we please. walked through it, right? You've said, like, we walked past it and through it. and Yeah, so it is a sizable section of the city. Um, I think it's, it's like... How many acres is it? Is that, I don't, is that I don't an know agreeable? Acres. I want kilometers I squared. I gotta Google how many acres. I was to trying a to. Well, no. is it is it kind of like Central Park vibe, where it's like a decent chunk that you can like see from the air? Or yes, like, okay, okay. So it is about four to five square kilometers. Can I get that in oh, miles? Fucking. Oh. <laughs> 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 it is units. To your point, Gareth, it is sizable. Like you can see it from the highest points of the city. It is a it is a mass of rolling hills and graves visible so like, from almost all points. So you definitely could not see one end from standing at the other. I don't think so. No. Mm. Very easy to get lost in the city of the dead of Waterdeep. And too big to cover all of it in whatever radius that spell you're looking at is. Arnold. <laughs> That's exactly right. But I was wondering. Okay. What 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 were you trying to do, Arnold? Well, I'm just wondering because I have the locate uh, object spell, so I could I could try to cast that and locate the uh, stone. But if it's not within a thousand feet, it's not going to do anything, and I don't want to really waste my spell if it's not within a thousand feet. Let's do this, Arnold. I think you're maybe holding the actual proper letter that was written ahead of the scratch written diagram right. sent specially right. for Gareth. In the letter, uh, I think maybe tucked into a paragraph that you might not read too thoroughly the first time is a family name. Ooh, okay. And looking okay. up, you see that one of these uh, leaning, cracked, decrepit mausoleums has the same family name over the door. Is it the same one that people were digging at? Uh, no, that one's just off to the left. 
very close still in this hollow but the the actual mausoleum is um it just has like an open door swinging in this cold okay. breeze so if i look at the letter like what does the name say the name what? says uh lafayette 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 okay so i look at everyone from hamilton like, got hamilton hamilton so, hamilton so i look at everyone and i'm like i have a feeling i just have a hunch <laughs> You, you like tuck it in your pocket really quick. Yeah, just like I'm hiding it in my coat. Just I have this hunch. I know you, like, you guys don't trust me. Like I've been working on my sleuthing. I've been working on my stealth and all of this. I, I'm I'm going to become a spy, and I have to, I have to follow my instincts. And I believe if we go to the Lafayette um, doorway, we will find what we need. I really wanted you to do like like a Hamilton rap of that whole thing. Like, 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 like I don't know. It just would have made me happy. I'm sorry. How dare you? Apparently, Arnold, Anthony and I are both disappointments to Diana's song yeah. quest. Well, can't we can't it. make Diana happy. That's her own <laughs> shtick. It's true. It she is impossible. It's just that, like, it'd be nice if people tried sometimes. That's all. But then you wouldn't have a shtick. <laughs> I'd still be sad, but I'd be a little less sad. That's important. What are we doing? We're going through the door. The one like Mark Lafayette. We have to go there. We cannot quit. We have to go forward. Cannot give up. We have to go over there because we have to fill our cup with happiness sometimes. Let's go, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Thank I'm not you. Ironic, not ironically clapping because that was dope as hell. And I watched was. you do it on the fly, which is super impressive. And I appreciate it. All right. Someone... Arnold, walking through this door. You are in a small, cramped, very old family mausoleum. The graves are raised from the floor on pedestals and tucked into alcoves along the far wall. The windows are shattered and what little jagged pieces of glass are left are browned over and dusted with age. There are dead plants and uh, leaf fragments sort of like in every corner, sort of like sloped up like snow slopes. And give me an investigation check, please. Ooh, fuck yeah. I hate to be a bummer, but can I get a second just to fix my light because it's fucked up? Yeah. Do you want to take? Do we want to take a pee break real quick? Because we're about halfway. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, let's take a pee break, Gary, and fix your lights, and we'll come back. Bestie, make sure you have a dope monologue for me. Fuck you, Alex, you piece of shit. I hate you, stupid bitch. What a... <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. It's me, Alexander James, your host and dungeon master of this show, Critically Stupid. Uh, this is a mid-roll, in case you were confused as to what's happening. Calm down. It's fine. We're just going to talk about some cool stuff really quick. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I'm sincerely glad you stuck with us through the halfway point. Uh, I know the temptation is sort of like yeet out of there after about 20 minutes. So you stuck in there, and I'm proud of you for it. We are, as always, playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons uh, licensed module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. If you were in any of your uh, children, your youths, your uh, street squabblers, your marketplace murdering mayhem mischievous muck ducks, would like to get into D&D, I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the cool stuff they've got there for you. They've got campaigns to take you from level 0 to level 20. They've got one-shots for you and your buds to get into if you've just got a spare night and you want to get into something a little wild. Um, 
They've got a lot of really cool stuff there, but not dice. If you want cool dice, you go to librasarcana.com. <laughs> if you would like to end up as a character on our show, you can tweet us or uh, hit us up on TikTok. Uh, let us know what you thought of the most recent episode. Let us know if you think we're doing a good job. Let us know if there's something you think we could do to improve the show. We're always on the lookout to level up and make ourselves better. So if you notice something and you're like, wow, I think that this, this one change that they do could really improve my listening of it, tweet at us, hit us up, let us know what you think and you might end up as a character in the show. Remember, anything that you do in the show is my fault, not yours. You are a likeness in name only, just like that uh, message they put up in movies before the actual play the things. Like any, any similarities are a matter of consequence. You are guiltless, I'm sure. Last episode, we had a fabulous guest with us, the lovely Azra, who uh, hung out and played in the space with us. Her character's name was Azt. Um, I think it was. I think it was actually out of callback to the legendary Dritz Warden. She apparently was a big fan, but she was so generous with her time. We absolutely loved having her, and hopefully, we can have her back again. Uh, Her handle on social media is Azzy Pants. I'm going to put that up on the screen for anybody uh, interested in following her. I highly recommend you do. She's most active on TikTok and Twitter, Uh, so go check her out. She's uh, a very funny lady. We are, as always, I feel like these words are going to tumble out of my bones when I die. Doing that big YouTube subscription push. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. It would mean everything to us if you would subscribe to our channel, if you would recommend the channel to a friend. We don't have the money or the time to promote ourselves the way that the show deserves, so we do truly rely on you, the listener, to help us out. So if you haven't yet, I would deeply appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button, if you could like the video, if you could tell us, tell a friend about us who you think might like our stuff. If you know somebody who's into D&D or looking to get into D&D, we do really well with people trying to learn how to play or who want to play but don't know how. Neither did Diana before she started. Neither did Jess before she started. So we are really excited to help people learn how to play D&D while listening to our story and our dumb, dumb jokes. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking the video. Thank you for recommending us to a friend. And you take it squeezy out there. And I do love you. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another delightful sponsored post by Libris Arcana, maker of fine dice and D&D accessories. I am here to tell you about the most recent drop by Libris Arcana. This is for June, so by the time you're hearing this, these dice are going to be so accessible to you. This is the Pride Month dice. I'm going to hold them up to the camera. They are purple and clear with like little pink freckles in them. They're actually like delightful to look at. They're easy to read, easy to roll. They feel great. And... They're also just like available on a subscription service. You can go to LibrasArcana.com, use our exclusive discount code STUPID20 for 20% off anything you want site-wide. You can go for uh, the subscription uh, dice service where you sign up for the monthly new set every month, or you can just do it as for a one-time thing. If you're like, wow, I really like those Pride dice, I can grab one of those, cancel your subscription. There's no problems. There's no fuss. You don't have to talk to an actual person, honest to God. And you can just cancel your subscription and just go on your way with your dice. Now, I will say... I did give Garyan a sneak peek at next month's dice set. So Garyan, can Dude. you give us can you give us like a little taste without revealing anything untoward? Dude, I'm fucking buying those. I don't I know I'm like ripping your steves or whatever cuz like yeah I like I'm just chilling at my desk and I get a FaceTime and uh Alex is like, "Yo, check this shit out." And then he shows me these dice 
And I, I felt like a fucking uh, a cartoon character from the 40s when they see an attractive woman. Like steam blew out of my ears, my eyes popped out of wolf. my head. Yeah. A I'm looking at him right now and like every every new month's dice set from Leaves Arcana are just like cool in general. But these ones, like August has something super special. And speaking of special, I would love Diana to tell me about a time that Libra's Arcana dice made a special moment for you. When did you feel made special by your Libra's Arcana I dice? I will tell you about a time when I didn't feel special, which is when I learned that you showed Gary in the new dice, but not me. It's actually not what I asked, Bessie. I, I asked. For it also did. broke my heart. I feel like I rolled a right. nat one. On, right. like, I do feel like I rolled a nat one. Before, like, um, I feel like I was using my not Libra's Arcana dice and I rolled a one on, on the friend of meter and... yeah, Well, everybody knows that Alex likes me the best. That's how I got on the show with less than 200 followers on Twitter. Uh, you know who's got more than 200 followers on Twitter is Libra's Arcana, and you can follow them at Libra's Arcana on Twitter. Check out all of their new and amazing dice sets. Uh, they that Anthony other- and I know nothing about. We know nothing about. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna buy it. I know. You like I'm too. pumped. Like in I fact, wonder what it looks like. It sounds so beautiful. We'll you guys, out you together. all buy the dice, and then show Diana and I because we're dying to see these dice that just Alex refuses to share with us. LibrasArcana.com and our exclusive discount code Stupid Twenty for the dice set that I am saving for you, the viewer, and I am withholding from Diana and Anthony. Libra's Arcana, dice for life. Also, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, Arnold, you investigation check. I got it. 19. 19. Okay. Several of these tombs are disturbed. The lids of them are pushed sort of like uh away from their from their bases and you can see the shadowy depths of the inner graves. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> there are shadowy depths of inner graves over here, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Gareth goes. <"Ooh."> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Tess would want to figure out what it, the what it smells like in there, so I feel like she'd follow him in. Uh, you like, what does it smell like in here? Like. You <laughs> what does in... the shadowy depth smell like? You go in nose first. And you stick oh, your yeah. nose right into one of these tombs, and you get a double a double nostril barrel full of dead body. Oof. But Diana, what does it smell like? <laughs> Not a sour tang. There's a sour tang of dead body. But uh, Tess, what you notice with your full fucking face stuck into this grave is that it's only about half a body. Mm. Which half? This person only was born with half a body, <laughs> and died with only half a body. Body. I think this other half is buried somewhere else. The skull which, and the which, one of the is arms it like is, is it like long way? Like somebody took a black and decker drill <laughs> or saw like, the right. body. Or every single bone is just half of it is missing. Every single one. But Tess, as you walk up to this tomb, you hear an uh, a high pitched clanging. And you look down, and on the floor of this tomb is a iron key. Oh, nice. Shit. Guys, I found a key. Nice. Um, I think she, I'd pick it up. No. Fuck. Oh, is that bad? Bad. Sorry. I picked it up. <laughs> Barehanded. 
Always put on gloves, man. I don't wear gloves. No, nothing crazy happens. No ghosts explode out of of anywhere. It is an iron key. Uh, The, the, toothy part of it is very intricate and actually carved to look like like human teeth um there are runes inscribed along the along the blade of the key and then the handle is um a set of like it's it's hard to describe but it's it's a set of like fans oh i thought you were gonna say bones i'm like holy shit is it a skeleton key like 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 Ceiling fan blades. You know. Can I read the runes? I'm sorry. Skeleton key got me. Skeleton key is quite good. (laughs) You cannot read the runes, Tess. Guys, I can't read these runes. (laughs) Oh, here. (laughs) Somebody somebody come read these runes, guys. I got you. Don't worry. I'll give it a go. (laughs) This one looks like a triangle. Um... I I, I can really picture Gareth, like... We get a new shipment of menus at Troll Skull. It's like, I can't read these runes. It just says menu. <laughs> it just says chicken nuggets. Yeah. Beer. What do the agent texts say? I like, actually, no, uh, I'm adding new Gareth lore. The one word he can read and write is beer. All right. Fair enough. Um, We look around. Like, can I look around and see if there's anything similar to what's on the key around the room? Yes, yeah. there is not. There's Can I look for yeah. a lock that the key might go to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Give me a. Give me a. Also, give me an investigation check. Yeah. I a hundred percent thought you were going to be like, sure. There is not. <laughs> Good roll. All right. With my brain smacking new Libra Arcana dice, that failed me. Four. I'm getting a new one. There ain't. There ain't one. All right, Blood Moon, you're out. Shillelagh, <laughs> it's your time to shine. <laughs> Bestie, yo. What are you and Josh Pat up to right now? Um, probably being a little bit naturally more cautious and having had some dude circa medieval ages. I guess one second. Ages. Diana, if you die before sadness. Me, if Diana dies before me, I'm gonna go to wherever she's buried and be like, "You don't deserve this rest. All you did was die." It would be like, this is, you ruined your shtick. <laughs> knock, knock, right. knocking on constantly. You want to die, it. not actually die. You could actually just come to my house because I shall be haunting here as previously established. And I will be a very depressed ghost. Could you imagine like a horror movie where like they move into a haunted house, but at some point someone's like, yeah, my friend is haunting here actually. Can <laughs> I like leave a message or? Can I, can I come chill with my ghost buddy? All right, Bessie, what are we doing? Um, I think that... Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, so so some dude circa King Arthur times. Probably be hanging more toward, like, the door of okay. the place, sort of looking out and in type deal. Okay. Are you inside or outside? Kind of, like, standing in the doorway. Okay. Um... The cat decide whether or not the ones go in or out of the room. Yeah, same. Honestly, cat. That's a sick cat reference. The musical. No, no, the movie. No. Taylor Swift, the cat. <laughs> Bestie, I think you see. Actually, no. You hear a twig snap. <laughs> 
around the back of the mausoleum that your party is currently inside. Is she the only one who hears it? For now, Someone yes. Else has okay. ears? I think well, everybody else is everybody else is trying desperately to re to read Tessa's cool runes. I don't think Gareth is trying that hard. <laughs> Tessa's trying uh, to like sound it out as if she knows it. She's like, mm, "This is a mm, just like making a sound." Oh, I'm pretty pretty sure this triangle is pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just one long sad sigh. I think. <laughs> what does that What does that sound like, Jess? <laughs> Nailed it. No. No notes. <laughs> Diana. Um how far away does it? Sound? Uh behind the mausoleum is not far. It's maybe 15 feet. It's not terribly deep. Just one twig snap? I yeah. <laughs> What's JP doing? JP is alert. He's got his he, both of his ears are up and he's sniffing the air. Rob, I don't know if it's jumping the gun, but it might be a little bit. However, we're in a graveyard, and that's weird. And Josh Pitt seems uncomfortable. So I, I mean, I, I would probably, I would probably pull at least pull out the 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 bow, and mm -hmm. and then um say something loud enough so that everybody else could hear me two um and kind of pick up on um the fact that there's somebody else out here um what would you say i'm trying to figure that out i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of high right now um i think that <laughs> there might have been signs like me say something like that's like really like clearly thing <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there might have been signs like you smacking the shit out of your vape earlier, like you could push the smoke out the top. No, it's 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 clogged, and I lack the capacity to unclog it. But I brought it back on. Yeah, I was thinking, what if Mouse just said something just like that would be very alarming to us, but no one else. She's like, guys, I'm really happy today, and we're like, <laughs> guys, I just want to let you know I'm having a great day. <laughs> that's how you guys all know we like something horrible is about fuck? to happen yeah. like, what a beautiful um, day out oh god I think I'd probably say um, come around the corner really slow okay Gareth puts his hand up and comes around <laughs> <laughs> um, Mel Stepping deliberately around the corner of this mausoleum, a broad-shouldered squat figure with navy blue-gray skin and brilliant white hair and uh, braided beard walks out from behind the mausoleum and casually hefts the largest warhammer you've ever seen onto one shoulder. Cool. And he just smiles at you very charmingly. I think I think Gareth does Gareth see this person? I don't think so, Gareth, because you're inside. Isn't wasn't Mel also inside? And Mel was, was in the doorway. I was in like... the doorway, and I said something loud enough in the hopes of catching everybody's attention. Like I would. Okay. Just... Well, so uh, I don't. I may not see him, but I know somebody is there. You definitely so... can tell by body language that she is staring. Yeah. around the corner of this mausoleum. Gareth is just gonna throw in like, 
Hey, don't know the situation, don't know what's going on, but if anybody thinking about fighting anybody else, do it outside the graveyard so we don't bother any ghosts, because it's too much hassle. Please. Um, Mel, there's a scraping sound above you. I think you're standing just on the other side of the doorway, just outside now. Um, and you look up, and there is another broad-shouldered, blue-skinned, white-haired figure holding two grappling hooks with mean curved blades on either end of the rope, gently pinging them against the the rock roof of this mausoleum. And he is also grinning at you. Oh, is that that metal clanging sound? And the piece de resistance. Harkening all the way back from season two, episode three. You hear a nasally Dorkian voice pitch up from one, from one side of this cul-de-sac and say, well, I never thought I'd see you all here again. This is pretty uncomfortable. I thought you were dead. And you turn to see Haviland, the half-elf from the Xanathar Guild that you teleported onto Davil Starsong's ship with many, many, many episodes ago. So Please tell me Davil's here, too. I haven't met him, right? Only Arnold and Mel were teleported there. Jess wasn't here yet. Jess wasn't here yet. Yeah, Arnold, so... and, Arnold and Mel teleported with him. If you, uh, Just to give you a brief refresher, um, Haviland was teleported with the book, the teleporty book that you guys were with, and he convinced Arnold to hand him the book to get them out of there, and then he teleported himself out of there, which led to you guys meeting Davil Starsong. And then eventually later in that episode, Diana and I yelling at each other for a full seven and a half runtime minutes about how much a drunk ranger can carry while swimming. Good times. Um, I think I would probably respond. Um, no such luck. What brings you here? I'm here to change that luck. Get them boys. We're gonna roll initiative. Gareth, because what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Diana, you're gonna go first, and uh, Anthony, you're gonna be up. So, Diana, this mage, this half elf, he's wear he's wearing like mage robes, but they're a little bit like over ornate, like they've got gold trim at the at the wrist and the collar, um, and he's got like a fucking slick like mid fade, and his hair is like push. He looks like a douchebag. Um, but he is, and he like he like adjusts his glasses while he orders his henchmen to kill you. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Do you do? Glasses and a, and a man bun, like some fucking asshole, like a douchebag. <laughs> I love that you. I love that you look to the side to display your man bun, real sly, like you fucking. <laughs> we get the joke. Uh, for audio viewers, I have a man bun and glasses, and he's a douchebag. Oh. <laughs> The audio listeners knew that already. We all knew that already. <laughs> Diana. Hold on. I'm looking at my thing because it's usually. Yes. Hail of Thorns. I got you. We get there eventually. Uh, all right. Next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your weapon or ammunition. Uh, in addition to the attack, the target and each creature within five feet of it makes a dex saving throw. A creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save. Uh, so it's one creature and then everything, every creature within five feet of it. 
So I, I will describe this, the scenario. Havelin, the half-elf mage from your past, is across the cul-de-sac away from you. And the uh, the dwerger, or the dark dwarves, are on your mausoleum immediately on you. So you're going to have to choose. But if I were to shoot at Havelin, would the other little fuckers be within the five foot? No, Havelin is by himself. How far away is? I mean, he's How's within. He talking he, to me if he's that far away. He's like twenty-five feet away, but he's not. They are. They but are I on your building. Him? Yeah, he's talking loud. This is fantasy. You're about to cast a spell with your bow. This is the sticking point. I probably duck into the mausoleum first of all, okay. just as a way to like take cover. Mm-hmm. Um, does the door close? The door does close. It is an iron, uh, like almost like a jail cell door. It's just like bars meant to keep intruders from coming into this mausoleum like overnight. So it's not like a door door. Okay, but I don't hate that because I can like shoot through bars, sure. but it might slow them up. So, so I think that I would probably um, step into the mausoleum and let everybody know that, um, hey, there's there, there's something out there that Bad wants man. to kill us. And Bad normally guy. I'd be all about that, but you guys are here with me, so I guess we can live. Uh, we should shut this, and then we should do something about that. Um, yeah. So then I assume we would shut the door. I don't know at what point, like, is that part of an action? Is that, how does this work? I'm going to call that an action. We're going to cut to Anthony. Anthony, what are you up to? All right. Mel so, has just come inside and, and is shutting the door. So I imagine I like close the distance between us and I can see what's going on with those doors. Yeah. Uh, what can I, what can I see past the bar? Are the, are the elves or the ogres or whatever coming forward? Are they? So they are Dwergar. They are. I do want to say that like, um, is Arnold's going to get close? Mel would like grab his shirt and pull him back enough because okay. she happens to know that they've got some longer range type, like a fucking Warhammer and the clangy shit and be like, yo, you're not going to want to stand that close. Yo. You got okay. great vision. Don't stand that close. Uh, Arnold, you see a uh, very familiar Havilland across this clearing, uh, adjusting his glasses. I think he just does it constantly. Like this fucking nerd is just always pushing him all the way back up there. Um, And he sort of like grin, he grins greasily at you. But I don't think you see these dark dwarves because they are on top of the mausoleum that you are currently within. Okay, I can't see them from now. Okay. Um, So uh, speaking is not really an action. So I can can I just ask uh, Mel and be like, What's going on? I remember that guy. He abandoned us. You remember that? He'd abandon us, that little fucker. He's got goons here. They're I think goons? what we hear. Not goons. Anything um, They've got some, some big old fucking weapons. Um, please don't die. Okay. Should we should I attack him? Should we do a thing? Is he not going to be our friend? He's not going to be our friend. Uh, no. So he, I, I immediately he's, cast he's outright that said he wants specifically. To He's not going to be our friend. I cast asphyxiation. Yeah, I, I try my best to murder him because I trust Mel. I cast so. AK-47. Okay, uh, Arnold, how does that spell work? Do I roll or do you it's roll? Consti- uh, constitution saving throw, you. Constitution. I rolled a 18. Damn, killed it. Yeah, no. no okay, it. do I take half damage? Uh, yes, you do. Let's see what it was. It, it was, was yep. The creature, three, creature, just making sure. It is half, right? Yes. Okay. I will roll that now. 
Wow, I rolled real well. All right, uh, so nice. 10. 10, okay. That's half. I gave you half. So That's half? God, yeah, okay. I rolled a 20. Yeah. So oh, I a... thought you said you rolled well sarcastically. <laughs> a sudden uh, loud ringing sound uh, erupts from this clearing as the bard like casts out his hand and a sphere of explosive force breaks the ground in some of the mausoleum that Havelin is standing in, in front of. And you see like bits of the door break off some of the bricks shatter, but you see him sort of like cry out and crumple like, ah! <laughs> as like bits of like shrapnel, like shred the, the sensitive skin of his face and neck. And he starts bleeding and it's cool. Uh, next in the order is Gareth. Uh, so Gareth is also inside the mausoleum, right? Correct. And there's only one entrance slash exit. Uh, there are two windows that are mostly punched out. You feel like you could wriggle through if you if you sort of use the effort. Um, I think that I would like fully before exiting out through the window. I think I would fully kick it out. Okay. To make, to make exit yeah. easier, because ideally I would want all of us to go out the window because I don't like that cho the choke point they have of the door. Tactically is not ideal. So I think I'll, I'll punch out the rest of the window and then dive out. Okay, uh, give me a acrobatics check, please. I want to see if any of this window glass cuts you. I know you're cutting most of it, so it's not going to be life-threatening. Oh, 21. Okay, yeah, you dive right out this window. Immediately after Mel said, get, in get inside, Arnold, it's too dangerous. You're just like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> So you dive out. You are now standing in a uh, weed-choked alleyway between two mausoleums, yours and the one next door. And you are about three feet away from a huge-shouldered dark dwarf who has two spinning scythes in his hands. And he looks at you and says, Hello, chum. I my first instinct was going to be like, Oh, God, he's British. But then I realized <laughs> that's like also kind of my fake accent. Everybody's accents are fake. Um, do you want to do a minor action, Gareth? Uh, how densely populated is this area in terms of buildings? I think there's two mausoleums and then like a hillside behind the dwarf that like leads up to like uh, like a, a, a hill with more graves and trees. Okay, my plan was to like dart around the corner and see if I could like lose him between buildings and stealth my way out of it, but no is the answer. You'd have to go into the clearing with Havilland in it, which I'm going to be real seems m more towards bad guys than less. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tess, will you drop a whale on them? Would love to. I know a whale, whale that's really happy. You know, you know what sucks for me is it's actually Jess's turn, so what's up, Jess? Hi. What, what should doing? I drop on these guys? Yes. So far, we've done a whale and yourself. Myself. Yeah. And yeah. and she did summon a Canadian goose, which I liked a lot. The most terrifying thing I've ever summoned. Um, ah, so you're outside now. And then there's... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, you should summon like a bee. So that way it'll I was also, and I'll be like, ah, it's a bee. Ah! I was thinking that as well. Just like a, just a wasp. Yeah, just exactly. like Single a wars. big old murder hornet. No, nope, just a normal. Nope, just wasps are awful. Or like, uh, they are awful, but I'm not like unless they're allergic. I'm not sure how 
helpful there. Are you allergic to bees? (laughs) Bad guys, are you allergic? Hey, do you guys like bees? If you are, if you're not allergic to bees, how do you feel about whales? I think you hear one. Why did you just drop like a fantasy rhinoceros on? What animal are you most afraid of? Just wondering. You hear one. You hear one of them say, "I want to be real." Don't don't quite like birds. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. What about like a puffin? Uh, yeah, birds. I don't like birds. I think they're scary. Like every bird. Anything I would have summoned a really are like little bird. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, one of them doesn't like birds. That's canon now. Jess, what are we doing? Uh, first of all. Tess would be very offended that someone called her friend Chum. It's like, he's not Chum! Um, he's a whole fish. Was, he's a whole fish. He's the whole bucket. Um, and then she, <laughs> It's really sweet, actually. And then she would summon um, an emu, but one of the ones that like beat Australians in the Oh yeah, emu in the wars. Great Emu War. Yeah, in the Great <laughs> Emu War of the whatever years. Uh, she was someone one of those. They're 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 colonel, the head, the general of the emu army. The general, <laughs> emu you're telling, general. You're telling, me you're, you're telling me you're gonna summon General Akufu himself, head <laughs> of the emu army. Do you have That's... the clout, Tess? Oh, I do. I do. Are yeah. you are you summoning him or are you requesting an audience? Let's be that, real. Ooh, that's the question. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna, I have to Google here. emu stat block 5e really quick because my game has gotten so far away from me, it's fucking comical. Yeah. Tess, how does your summoning ritual look like? Um, I usually act like the animal. <laughs> she starts flapping her hands and like um, pecking. <laughs> but okay. in, like, in like a militaristic kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Arnold is really intimidating. Now, you, see, you see the druid tuck her thumbs <laughs> under her armpits and start flapping her wings and pecking her neck, but also like saluting every now and then. I'm immediately <laughs> intimidated. <laughs> like, I cower is, in fear. There is a swell of trumpets from a distant horizon and the, sh- the ground shakes and then there is a there is a slap of like webbed foot on the ceiling above you and you hear one of them say oh fuck me. And then there's a loud squawk. No, not bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jess, you're gonna have it move on your next turn. Oh God. And you can you can control it on your turn. All right, bad guy's turn. Uh, Gareth, the guy in front of you is going to dart towards you and attack with his spinning sights. And actually, as you can as you as he attacks you, you see it's two blades per hand attached on a swivel peg. So the sights are literally spinning towards you as he attacks with them. Fuck, that's cool. Uh, and he's only gonna roll a seven. So I think he like comes, he like swings towards you, uh, but you step backwards just in time to see these spinning blades roll right past your face, close enough to like catch a little bit of Gareth's mustache. You and uh, he snarls and uh, uh, almost smiles a little bit in anticipation. Uh, I think I would go for something crazy here. Okay, it's not your turn, but go ahead, go ahead. Talking's a free action, is Talking's not- a free action, carry on. Uh, Gareth is gonna hold his hands up, which I guess fine is technically not talking, but he's gonna he's gonna go, uh, wait, they are holding me hostage, please help. 
Is that a deception roll? It's gotta be. I mean, yeah, for sure, though. Yeah. Real. Thought I could kind of get away with that one. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, he looks over your shoulder, and behind you, you hear a faint voice say, He's full of shit. <laughs> As Havlin... like, no, no, we did. We did take hold him. Hold on, wait, 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 hold money. on. Havlin, Havlin doesn't know me. I think Havlin does because he saw you kick Edwin in the head in the Xanathar sewers. Oh, fuck, yeah. No, I did. I did do that. Has Havlin <laughs> seen me, though? Maybe we've just ha- kept him hostage for a really long time. <gasps> but, but also, my question is, has Havlin seen me? Because I jumped out the window. I haven't made eye contact with him. You are faced away from him, but I think he's assuming that you're part of Meliora's party, who he has he has decided is time for death. Um, Havilin is going to finally. Havilin is going to uh, weave his hands together and cast a spell. And Arnold, you see a brilliant boiling ball of flame uh, build between his palms and streak towards the closed door of this mausoleum. It strikes the iron bars and spits fire inside, causing uh, eight points of damage to Mel, Arnold, and Tess as you get molten iron and fire sort of like splattered all around you. And Mel, you start, you see this door start to melt. It is, that guy's turn, top of the order, your turn, Diane. Um... I'm gonna shoot him. Okay, do it. Cause now I'm mad. What's 18 plus seven? Somebody do it. 25. 25. Yes, that obviously super hits. Roll some damage. Not even drinking. Thanks, Libra's Arcana Dice. And then the damage is the D8. Now don't fuck me on this one. That's a crazy ad. Libra's Arcana cured my alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, it didn't not, like, to be fair. Wait, is that even the D8? It is the D8. Three, six. Six? Okay. Uh, You shoot an arrow through the slagged out burning bars of this mausoleum door, and it hisses like a hornet straight through the air of this clearing and catches Havilin in one of his, like, shoulder meats, and it strikes with such force that it spins him around like a top, and he loses his footing, and he falls with a pathetic cry. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> I'm low-key hoping that, like, that King Arthur motherfucker will show back up at some point. Like, he seemed to care a lot about disturbance oh. of the dead. Bye, Jess. Off the grass! Jess, your camera cut out. No, 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 back, no, we're, we're good. good. Uh, Arnold, it is your, Arnold, it is your turn. Okay, can I uh, see the... I give them, sorry, I forgot what they are. They're ogres of sorts. They're elves. Dark they're, dwarves. They are dwergar. They, they are dwergar. They are dark dwarves. Dark dwarves. Okay, can I see them yet? Have they, like, descended? Have they... Yeah, I think you see one of them walk past the window, and I think maybe he, like, stands on his tiptoes and smiles down at you and says, Hello, lovely. Okay. Uh, so, so, so far, it's just been Haviland that's uh, been violent toward us, though, right? Towards Hello. you? Towards you, yes. Towards me. Yes. One of them tried to cut Gareth Adams' apple out of his throat. Okay, I didn't see that, though, because I'm inside, right? You did not. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I figured. So as far as I know, these guys are my best friends. Havilland's the enemy. Um, okay. So, and but, well, okay, but one of them is saying something to me, and he's calling me lovely, which is a compliment. And it Arnold is a, it is, is a compliment, canonically. 
Yeah. Uh, so I was like, hey, uh, that guy, bad guy, these guys, great, great people. Uh, maybe we can, maybe I know we're in the middle of this thing, but you and I still friends is there <laughs> so i just so so arnold arnold tries to like mend the fences with them even though i know it's completely gonna fail i just have to do it like canonically that, that's what i do that's what arnold uh -huh, does uh -huh. maybe it won't fail yeah, i so, mean uh, haveland kind of interfered you when can, i tried isn't there like a can, can't you like charm them or some I, shit like that i, don't I can try but it is it's it's harder when we're in the middle of battle although he hasn't attacked me so it, does that still count i'm not sure about the rules there so charm person works but when as long you as haven't harmed the charm person it. rules work as long as the person you are charming does not perceive you attacking him or any of his allies okay. womp womp so at the moment he sees Havlin he has so not well. yeah he has seen Havlin take an arrow so that's not ideal Gotcha. Okay, that's what I figured. Now, you can still roll it, and if you roll a nat 20, I'll make some shit happen, but I'm going to tell you, the odds are not in your favor on that one. No. In fact, I would say they're 20 to 1. <laughs> 19 to 1. Damn it! <laughs> you fucking idiot. So, how many... Okay, so can, can you just, like, kind of paint a picture of where these uh, dwarves are for me? Are they close to each other? Or can I see them both? Okay, you are standing in a mausoleum that is, like, five feet wide. Mm -hmm. And there is a there is a dark dwarf on either side. There is one on your side at your window, looking down at you, and you know there is another one on the other side attacking Garion. Okay, I there got you. So Havelin at the far end of the clearing, and that is gotcha. all you know about. Okay, so let me see. All right, and and um, I'm trying to think. All right, what can I do? You know what? I'm just. <laughs> And ha I'm just gonna go after Havilland again because fuck yeah, fuck him. I, I could see him and fuck this guy. I don't like this guy at all. Um, so I, you know what? I'm, you know what? I don't have the only. I only have shatter, and then I have other weapons. Can I take out like my crossbow and shoot it yeah. at him? Yeah, I'm gonna do Let's it. I've it, never. Yeah. I think Arnold is is living a more cautious life these days, so I could easily see there being a bolt prepared in that crossbow. That's fair. Okay, so, thank you. so fire away. Arnold is taking lessons in stealth from Garion and lessons in self-defense from Mel. Yeah. Lessons in murdering from Mel. What is he yeah, learning from Tess? What is he learning from Tess? This is how you smell stuff. Eat these things. Go <laughs> nostrils first. All right. Uh, do I have to roll for the crossbow shot, or do yes. I? Yeah. Have to okay. roll. I think it's. Uh, I think you. I think it's like a plus five, plus four for you. Okay. Let me see what. It is. It is not great, guys. It is not great. It's a big waste of time. Um, I got, I rolled an eight. I, like total, it's an eight. <laughs> total of an not eight. Good. All right, you shoot this crossbow bolt, and I think it pings off the like the melted door of this mausoleum, and sort of like ricochets just past Mel's face, and I think she turns and looks at you like, "What the fuck?" Never again. I'm sorry. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I apologize. <laughs> I will. He is my friend. I shouldn't have shot that. I immediately regretted this decision and all the others I've made before it. I'm sorry for my life. Uh, Gary, and it is your turn. Uh, okay, so my 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 little defeats didn't work out as no. I really planned it. Uh, so I'm just going to take out both my knives because I got my teleported one and I got my just normal, regular stabby knife. Yep. Uh, and I'm just going to I'm gonna go for him. I'm going to stab him. Get him. So I'm going to go, uh, I have my teleporting knife in my main hand and then my other knife in my offhand. So I'm going to go main hand first, then offhand. I don't know if there's like a, a D 
debuff for offhand or not? No, you you have dual weapon fighting, so you you use your the same stat for both. Wait. Okay, first one with the teleporting knife is a ten. Blood uh, moon, no. you're out. Shillelagh, what you got? Fuck me. Thirteen. Okay. Your first knife misses straight up. You stab it. You stab at this guy, and he just like rolls a shoulder and gets away from it your second knife actually hits his armor and like sort of like digs in and creates a dent in the metal but he's wearing like chainmail layered over with half plate or not half plate um studded leather so it just like sort of like digs a little bit but then bounces off all right shillelagh you're out dreamsicle what you got <laughs> uh all right jess you so have... are they all in the same armor they are all wearing the same armor. There's one on either side, and you know because you are you have been granted an audience with General Akufu, head general of the Emu Army. Um, but there is yeah. a, there is another one on top who has uh, scythes on ropes. Fuck yeah. Um, well, he's terrified of birds, though. He no, is... that's my, I thought it was my guy who was terrified of birds. No, it's the guy on the... Actually, you know what? They're both scared of birds. They're both not loving it. Um. So I can... Yeah, because I can control the bird. So I guess it dives... Let me think. It dives towards his, like, crotch area. Like, wings first. Like, flapping like crazy and, like, squawking. Uh -huh. And then when he... In theory, he would go to cover that area. And then the bird will go for his, like jugular with its, its razor sharp beaks a faint if you will so yeah. general oh, akufu, i've been kickboxing a oh. general general akufu leader of the emu armies is obviously smart enough to 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 make a faint so emus i have the but he is a verb it, it terrifies me that emus have an official 5e stat block that i'm looking at so dude 5e has a stat block for there's probably a stat block for me in real life <laughs> in tess you're gonna make Two attacks, one with the beak and one with the claws. Each is going to be plus four to hit. So roll a d20 twice, add four to the results. I like that one. Oh, no. Okay, wait. I'm going to take out my computer's calculator. I'm a bad, stupid type of Asian. Maybe. Apparently, I am, too, because I'm... Yeah, there's so many Asians. No one can yeah, do but math. Jess pulled out her math. calculator, and Diana just stared at the camera for 30 and blank seconds. Diana just... I was actually it. staring at you, Bestie. I figured you knew what that meant. Like, I gave you my numbers. Like, come on. Wait, wait, wait. Calculator from high school. This instrument. <gasps> Your graphing go. calculator? Oh, no, that's... No, it's the cheap one. That's the small one. We had to get those in middle school, and then in high yeah, school, yeah, we yeah. spend money on the big ass graphing one i, I love in elementary school we'd use the element the like counter calculators to write like boobies if you held it upside down yeah yeah, then, yeah. i almost then, did boob less dude <laughs> well in in high school i would use the graphing type to calculate it just to type out boobies normally <laughs> rest of us just played with boobies in high school oh well i'm sorry you fucking virgin cuck <laughs> jess what'd you get Thirty-nine. Okay, that was two separate attacks. So it's the D twenty plus four. For okay, there's a nineteen plus four, and then a sixteen plus four. Is that what okay. I'm doing? I added all of them. Yes, together. that is. And both of those hit. Okay, here's the craziest thing. So roll. You're gonna roll one D six plus two. That's the beak. 
six plus two. Which one's yep. a D six? Hold on. Is that just a regular dice? Yep. Yeah. It's a regular dice. Plus two. Yep. Yeah, it's a five. Okay, and then this is fucking crazy. An emu's claws do one D ten plus two. And emus claws do more than anybody. Straight up, though, damage. like if you've seen like the talons oh, on those fuckers, I mean, though, and, and, like and they are definitely is, descended from dinosaurs. Like this is, this is... It's fair. What D ten plus two? Plus two? Yeah. Plus two. I mean, she basically summoned, like a velociraptor. That's an insanely high number. Eighty? Eight. Is that right? Eight. eight. It's a percentile dice. It's just eight plus two. Oh, uh, okay. Plus two. Uh, I had 10? that problem in the beginning too. So ten plus five is, is fifteen. So I'm tripping. Yeah, no, t uh, Tess, these are percentile dice. They're they're rolled for like a percentage of like they exist to confuse us. There's also what, what? You, you roll two percentile dice at once. One is the first digit, the other is the second. So if you roll like an eight or a nine and a nine, you get an eighty-nine. You said yeah. percent. And the Asians in this group just made the same face of like the, no. compute. No, you do lost it, do me. It, do it slowly and hold the face so that I can cut it for the thumbnail, please. <laughs> okay, um, Tess, this emu rips this man's throat straight out of his head with its beak and claws. That's like it, it grabs it with its beak and like pinches and then uses its claws surgically to just sort of like cut around it. He did. Um, and he collapses gasping. It is, let's see, Jess is at the end, so it's bad guy's turns, which means, all right, Gareth, you hear it. Well, now, I think it's time these whippersnappers learned about the flavor. Bursting Clarence? from bursting Get his from ass! The, Get his ass, Clarence! The grass behind this dark dwarf, you see the familiar form of Peter the Wet Pizza Zombie that you guys rescued from the Waterdeep Harbor leap out of the ground and put this guy in a fucking chokehold. Gareth, Gareth just looks at him and says, I told you we should have fought outside the graveyard. <laughs> behind Peter, a f another... Uh, figure erupts from the grass this person is uh actually no you guys met you guys met clarence your first yeah. night in the city of the dead yeah, with I the just, pocket protector and the me part of him, since yeah. part of him was put into the bathosphere i didn't know if just like the whole fucking bathosphere was just gonna come out of the ground and and just that been crazy like transformers no, this is this is clarence's yeah. clarence's form so peter leaps out of the ground puts this dark elf in a chokehold and then clarence bursts from the grass immediately at the dark elf's feet and stabs his eye with like a shard of bone that he's taken from the ground beneath him can I? And he rolls a nat 20. Wow. Yes. Right. Gareth, you see Clarence stab this dark dwarf in the eyeball with like a sawn off wrist. And this guy just screams as blood spurts in the air in a fine red mist and he just collapses backwards. Can I take his rotating blades? Yes. Fuck yeah, those are so cool. Um, I think. Mel, you see Haviland look towards the alleyway where you hear a familiar voice of Peter and Clarence, and his eyes get fucking huge, and he turns and starts hauling ass out of this graveyard. Can I can I do something yeah, out of reflex, even though it's not my turn, or no? Uh, depends on what it is. I wanted to throw my knife at his back, my teleporty one. 
I don't, I don't think so, Gareth. Yeah, that's no. that's like a proper action, and that's like a nice full turn. action. Yeah, it's yeah. like a full thing. Diana. Oh, I'm gonna shoot him again. Okay. Roll that. Roll that, that bad motherfucker. Boy. Can I go to the bathroom real quick? Just gonna yeah, run. Let's take a pee like break. Two and then, seconds. And then we'll, we'll come back to to. Or freezies. Stop. Holy Bye. shit! It's a cat. What's up, everybody and dear audience members? We are back from our pee break, and now Gus is here. I had a great hey, for you guys. His trick, he knows a trick. Yes, please, please dear God. I, I'm begging you. you. Gotta wake up, buddy. Okay, wait. How do you? I need to show you the floor. Hold on. Okay. My dirty ass floor. But you see my cat? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. You see him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sit. Yeah. Spin. <sighs> so good oh my god that was fucking wow. incredible my yeah he can not even do now. that this is the cutest baby in the world the, the most, like, this is the greatest fan. episode we've ever filmed <laughs> the, the most impressive great tiktok content the most impressive trick my cat knows is fuck off i'm sleeping oh my cat does not know that one <laughs> all right <laughs> we're gonna wrap this episode up bestie roll that attack you're shooting Haviland. as he's fleeing away from you i think he shouts this isn't fucking worth it. I said to find worth a it. graveyard. How dare you say we're not worth it? We're so worth it. Okay. All more math. Should it be 15 plus 7, 22? Yes, 22. obviously. Yep. Roll that damage. Obviously. Rolling the D8. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, all right? I have so Just few joys fucking, in life. Don't take this from me. Seven, oh, eight, yeah. nine, ten. That's all you get. Listen, people like the deadpan. I'm not on Twitter a lot, but I was on it enough to catch that comment where I'm funny because I'm deadpan. Yeah, yeah. Turns out that's just how I talk. Mm -hmm. uh, ten. Ten. Okay. You send another arrow hurtling uh, across this clearing and it catches Havlin in the lower leg and like pit like pierces his back uh thigh and he collapses against the hill uh with a cry of pain and is like now is trying to like scrabble his way up the hill with his fingies uh send the emu after him but that was Diana's turn now it is Arnold's turn all right um, where are the dwarves? Are they following him? You hear screaming and rending of flesh. And the one dwarf that was at your window that said, hello, uh, hello, lovely or whatever. Um, you see his eyes go wide as dinner plates and he turns and starts running. Okay. Can I see, uh, Clarence and the other zombie? I monster? think you can. Yeah. Through the window on the other side. Okay. Uh, then I'd like to just go through the bars. Can I lift those bars and just go like go forward into that through the through the door? Yeah, through the door. Yeah, sure. Can I do that? I just want to. Yeah. I just want to go through the door. Um, and I'm at, like, am I like how close to them am I? Yeah, like ten feet. You're at one end of an alleyway that Gareth and Peter and Clarence and this rapidly dying dwarf are in the middle of. Of course. So I was like, Peter, Clarence, it's it's so good to see you guys. Thank you for helping with that. I was, I, I, they called me lovely. It was very nice. I don't understand what else was going on, honestly. Um, however, so 
So it's like, he's like, Arnold, check out what I found. He's like spinning the fucking blade <laughs> around. Like, that's the coolest knife ever. Um, Gary, so, odds or evens? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to cut the shit on my hand, aren't I? Odds. Ah, <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah, you're going to take four points of damage as you slice the skin of your finger to the bone. Whoa, it looks even cooler when you do that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Gary. He's like, look what I did. Shink. Aw. <laughs> oh man. So, um, so before I do anything, like, can I can I ask them, like, or can I just say to Peter and you know, can I just say, hey, uh, we're looking for this stone of galore, like this thing. It's called the Stone of Galore. Have you guys heard of it? Do you have you do you have any idea where it is? Well, no, I, I think that that would have been perhaps last night. There was a there was a big meetup of the of the squadron outside. I I, I now I tried to tell them. I said, now you don't want to be gathering around here after dark because uh, Ed, Ambrose Everdon is going to come at you and he's going to be real grumpy about it. But they didn't listen to me. So, and then they they were dead set on whatever they were going to do. And I'm telling you right now, my dear boy, it was pretty weird. They had uh, bottles of personal lubricant, and um, several of them seemed dead set on well. Dead, it's so. a bad. It's a bad time to be a corpse in the city of the dead. Last night, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I would like to elaborate. Explain. I don't get it. Nope. I don't I get it. Everdong and lube lubricant. Listen, <laughs> listen. This is a family show, so I can't go into any more detail. They had sex with the dead people. <laughs> I can go oh. into more detail. <laughs> but um, uh, where, where do you point, dear boy? And um, uh, I believe actually Peter was the one that saw them. Um, he was it two nights ago, Peter. And Peter says, "Yes, it was just the other day. The the in in the tomb there was a scuffling, and and I saw a a small animal, the the rat, uh, with a with a big rock in its mouth. Uh, but it was but it, there was a scuffling of of the people, and they they stepped on it, and it kind of went squish, and and they uh they stole the rat." They took the stone and they they ran away. Ooh. Um. Okay. So, oh, this is not great. They took the stone. So you're imagining the stone of that was the stone of glory. Uh, what did they look like? Who were these people? Well, they sort of had the general features of your average ruffian. One of them was a large man with a sort of he was sort of balding and had a high a high. Mohawk, I believe the youths on the street say yes, and uh, but he was just very fancy, like with a with a golden and black cloak. Uh, he looked very eleganza, is how they say it on the RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul canonically exists in this universe. I love it. Yeah, not even fantasy. Just uh, is he dragonborn? Dragons, dragonborn. dragonborn. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, but that's what he tells you, Arnold. He says that the Stone of Galore was taken by a grave robber in an elegant black and gold cloak with a high mohawk. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I have a question. Okay. What's up, Tess? Can I ask? Hey, do you know, I have this key, and it has these runes on it that I can almost read very well. Um, very have you well. seen this key before? Do you know what it's from, or can you read it? What does this say? Clarence uh, looks at it, and his eyes light up. And he says, "Well, now that's that. Now that's a great key you have there. I've I've seen. I saw many a of them in my in my time walking this earth as a fleshy person. And of course, now I'm in my afterlife as a non-fleshy person. And I have to tell you, it's pretty great. Would you I like, like Werther's original? 
I would love a Werther's original. Thank you. He reaches into um, his uh, pocket-protected pocket and pulls out a generic store brand butterscotch candy. And I'm, I, it breaks my heart to tell you this, Tess. It's not a Werther's original. Oh, damn it. It's a Werther's unoriginal. I'm so <laughs> upset. Also, it goes right through your hand when he drops it because it's ghost candy. Damn it. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, it, well, it says in her hand, this is the only ghost in the world that's capable of giving non-ghost <laughs> items, and they are Werther's unoriginals. Um, <laughs> but more to the point, Tess, he says, um, I I remember seeing several of those inscriptions. I believe they are maker's marks rather than rather than a secret language, as I think you maybe suspected it was to be. Well, you mean like a signature? Yeah, like the like the craftsmen who made it, perhaps. Perhaps they were so proud of it. I mean, it is a piece of art, as you can see. What are those human teeth? That's fucking horrifying. But I, <laughs> I think they were very proud of it. So I, you might be able to track down the artisan that made it, and and perhaps then you could find where it goes to. You think it's horrifying? No offense, Clarence, but you ate people. You didn't. You never like kept a bit of them. Oh no, no, hey dear boy. Like, I mean, first of all, defend the flavor. You shouldn't talk smack about that sweet, tender human flesh until you've tried some with some old bay and lime. Listen, listen. I I don't think you're going to persuade me to eat human flesh, but that's not what I was bashing. I mean, you never like kept a trinket. I mean. Every now and then we'd have a glass of Cabernet out of someone's skull, but that's just your standard Saturday. Cereal out of somebody's cranium. <laughs> Fucking what was it? Uh uh one of one of Arnold's uh D D themed cereals from last episode, but eaten out of a skull, polios, paladin puffs, Christ Paladin Crispy puffs mine, actually. Anyway. Uh, but Tessie tells you that they are they are likely maker's marks on the key. And that if you then, if you sorry, does he know anything about where the key can lead to or where it's from or if it's I, related to anything? He just thinks I don't think so because that's more in-depth knowledge that an that a not ghost person of the city would have. Okay. okay. I just put it in my pocket. Speaking of eating people, Clarence, Peter. You see that dude that I shot over there? He's like trying to get away. If you could uh, eat him, that'd be really cool. Say less, fam. <laughs> Peter's really up to date on, or Clarence is really up to date on his street slang. But uh, Peter, hold, Peter holds out his hand like a mom stopping a child at an emergency break and stops his, his uh, amorous companion from streaking across the clearing to fucking devour this dude to the bone. And Why? says... Now, if I could, if I could just wish prudence upon this situation, is there anything you would like to know from this human before we send him straight to the bowels of the underworld? Because everybody knows, once you strip the flesh from the bone, there's no more soul. So you can't bring him back to ask touché, him questions. Touche. All right. All right. I guess. Tess yells across the thing. She's like, hey, hey is there anything <laughs> we need to know is before we kill you? Yet? I'm We're out of initiative, Darren. We can okay, we can I've because I've been like waiting patiently to do a thing for like no, twenty ahead. minutes. Go ahead. I want to like how I don't know if this is a feasible throw because I'm not sure exactly how far Havlin is, but okay. I want to like toss my knife so that it lands in the dirt in front of him. Okay, roll a Dex attack. Dex attack, doing it, Dreamsicle. You've done me well so far. Here we go. You rat bastard. Six. 
you in the bag. Wait, 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 wait. When I see him throw the knife, can I cast Mage Hand and just like help him with it secretly? <laughs> like just make it feel like I want to alley like, his knife. Like those trick, like those trick plays where it's just a dude in a green screen suit. Yeah. That carries <laughs> That's exactly. I want to carry the knife to where he wants it so he feels good because I'm his friend. Um. Yeah. Fuck it. Go ahead, Arnold. <laughs> Okay, good, because it's a it's a cantrip. That's easy. Yeah, it shit. just happens. All right, <laughs> Gareth, you huck this knife, and you know as soon as it leaves your fingers that you beefed this throw real bad. Like, you hooked it to the left, and it was going, like, over the hill. But then as soon as it started spinning, a, a ghostly hand appeared midair, grabbed it, and then curved it and, and dragged it in front of this guy. Again, trying to drag his bleeding and prostrate form up this hill and sunk it in the dirt in front of him. Wow, Gareth, Gareth great throw. Gareth so just like good. looks behind him and like coughs into his hand awkwardly before teleporting <laughs> away to the knife. <laughs> okay. Can Tess Misty step over there? Cause she wants to know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Tess, okay. you Misty step. I don't think you roll for that. It just happens, right? Okay. Um, Gareth, you step into the gray space between planes. Except this Tess time. Tess is there. <laughs> Tess, is, Tess is not there. Uh, Tess, <laughs> Tess's misty step goes great. Gareth, there's somebody waiting for you in the gray space between these worlds. Ah, oh, balls. And it is fucking Geophilump. Your. Tess, are you caught up on the Geophilump lore by any chance? Yeah, allow me to catch you up. Uh, I don't know if you know what's up with Gareth, but after he left his wizarding village, uh, he was just kind of like a homeless vagabond for a while. But he was like super tight with this other old homeless man named Geophilump. Uh, you know, they would set up homeless camps together and, and steal food and, you know, be delinquents and such. Uh, and then at some point they saw an altercation between some bandits and like a wealthy carriage. And so Gareth and Geophilump were like, oh, for sure. We're going to go play cleanup crew on that. Going to get some easy leftovers. Uh, but then the scuffle got out of hand. A fire was started and Geophilump was trapped under the flames and Gareth left his ass there and saved himself. Good, 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 good. Okay. I'm caught up. I think... Uh, Gareth, you are I, like moving through this place because you've done this several times and it's gone fine. Um, <clears throat> you step through this space and a hand stops you on your chest and burns through the clothes that you're wearing, the armor you're wearing, and brands your skin. And you hear a horrible voice say, I'm going to get mine as a pair of eyes burn into yours on the other side of this interplanar space. When you step out of the place, you get to, you, you move past it almost like a dream when you're running from a shade that your legs aren't moving fast enough to get past. You step out of the space and now you're going to roll 1d10 for the burning damage that you take. A lot more than before. Three. All right. Not bad. I think the the shock is more more upsetting than the actual pain. The, the mental damage. Yeah, exactly. But you and Tess are standing by Haviland, who is bleeding real bad from an arrow wound in his leg and in his shoulder. The grass beneath him is slick with blood. 
so I think when Gareth appears, he's on his feet, but he's like visual, visibly like out of it. Okay. He's like zoned out a little bit before he hears like having gurgle and he like snaps back to reality. I think Tess is, sees- is your hand burnt? Like, don't you have a handprint burnt through your clothes? Is there like a handprint through all like of the layers of my clothing, like a perfect? I think so. Actually, I think there is a there is a dark outline of a hand perfectly burned through your robes, and like Tess, I think you smell like charred skin. Are you okay? Uh, you is your hand really hot by any chance? Did you, uh, did you no, do this? I'm, I'm fine. It's heartburn. Okay. <laughs> Handburn. You want tums? <laughs> yeah, not fantasy tums. The real tums trademark. <laughs> yeah, tums TM. Tums TM. Tess, what do you say to Haviland? Um, I say, hey, so I can cure wounds. I'm good at a lot of things. That's one of the many things I'm good at. But you you gotta have to tell us some stuff or I'm just gonna let you kind of just bleed out and I'm gonna keep doing this. And I just kind of flick the arrow uh, while it's in his shoulder. Oh my God. Gareth is gonna like lean over to Tess and be like, do you want to do good cop, bad cop? (laughs) Okay, which cop am I gonna be? (laughs) I think we've already established that because he screams at the top of his Ah! Oh, okay, I'm bad cop. All right, Gareth is going to lean down like, listen, we don't want to hurt you. We will, but we don't want to hurt you. I do a little bit. We just need some information. My partner here, she's crazy. You don't want to just give her what she wants, man, and we'll all get out of this okay. Listen, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I am sorry. It wasn't my idea. I didn't want to do this. I told Sylvie that this was a bad idea, but she sent me here anyway. Sylvie, that bitch. Why did she send you here? What is she? Did she send you here to kill us? Did she send you here to get something? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know you guys were going to be here at all. I was here for the stone. You guys were accidental. And I was told to eliminate anybody that was in the way. So you were in the way. And God damn it, if it did not go my way. Yeah, it went poorly for you. Yeah. In Where fact, did that emu come from? Yeah. about it. Yeah. What's the have E you been down- general? He has a fucking name. It have is been, General have been, something. Have you been down North Street lately? There was a fucking whale, dude. This emu is That's nothing. Great. I heard about that in the papers. This shit's fucking crazy. Who this town's going to hell? Um I like Tess, to picture the emu's just like strutting back and forth doing? like he's like patrolling like a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like pick, he's like going over, like looking at all the dead bodies, making sure they're like fully dead and like, Wait, his, like yeah. wings are doing a little his extra pecking as needed. Yeah, you know what? He's like he's he's doing a dress inspection on Josh Pat. Josh Pat is sitting perfectly oh. at attention with his ears up, oh, and the nice. emu he is takes like it very seriously. He, I mean, the Josh Pat is taking it very seriously, and the emu is in, is doing an actual inspection of Josh Pat's oh posture. Uh, Mel, roll a d twenty and add uh, fifty to it. <laughs> For cute. <laughs> uh, 63. Josh Pat is doing so fucking good, you guys. So good, guys. Oh. Anyway, Tess. Um, okay, is there, I, I think Judeans over here. It's like, is there anything else we want to know? Do I, can I just finish being bad cop, if you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it from here. I'll be both. <laughs> Medium cop. Just a cop? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> He's lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, like, cop. Mm-mm. 
Now listen here, punk. You go back to Sylvie and you tell her to leave us alone and forget about the stone or else. And also, have a I good love day. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's... All right, now we eat him. Haviland no. says, okay, okay, okay. I promise, I promise. If you let me go, I will, I will tell Sylvie to leave you alone. I'm going to be real though. She doesn't listen to me for shit at all. Ever since the incident with, uh, Ever since the Star Song incident, she's been way out of her head and she's drunk on power and she's her whole cell is going fucking crazy. But I'll, I'll tell her, I'll tell you everything you told me and I'll tell her to leave you alone. Please just heal me and let me go. I solemnly swear that nor me nor my friends Arnold, Mel or Tess will do any harm to you until you leave this graveyard. Excellent. Please heal me. I'm making direct eye contact with Peter and Clarence as I say that, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clarence is literally, he's got like a thing of Tabasco and Worcestershire out. And yeah, like, he has like a napkin in his shirt. Like like the, it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's got like spices on a belt that he's like slowly uncapping. He's doing the classic like knife and fork in the hands. Yeah. Can Tess heal him, but like not take the arrow out? Just heals around the arrow. So uh, it's just lodged in there forever. Yeah, forever. I, She's like, okay, I, I'll hear you. I'll heal you. I think the mechanics of the spell will heal the arrow out of him. Oh, because okay. it's not a. Does cure he wounds. have I other mean, wounds? Why waste the heal? He goes. He, 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 he has two arrow wounds. Tess. He's got the one on his shoulder, which is sort of like flesh damage, and then he's got the one in his legs, which is serious damage. I mean, I'll take the arrows back. Okay. Tess rips the arrows out and then heals the shoulder wound. Hey, it's like Mel. You want to clean this off? Thank you. Tess just like whips the blood. Off. Yeah, she's kind of just like shaking the blood and yeah, any extra off flesh like, or whatever. Like I'm just gonna give it to Peter and Clarence to like pick it. It's like, like a, a like kebab a bone, kind of you know? thing. Yeah, they can. Oh make, my god, like, I never like, thought of arrows as flesh kebabs. As yeah. kebabs. Uh, me yeah. either until right now. <laughs> okay, uh, Mel, you can get involved with this if you like. But uh, Tess hands you your arrows that are freshly bloodied. So Tess, you you heal Peter. I'm sorry, <clears throat> you heal. Havelin just for the shoulder wound. Yeah. All right, and ro- uh, what dice is that? Is that a D6? It says D8. Oh, then a D8 is the two beer pyramids butt to butt. Or as, or as Diana described it like two episodes ago, it's the one where you look down and it makes a pyramid. You count four when you look at it from the top. You know, the Maybe most efficient the- way to find out what dice it is is to count how many fucking numbers are on it. It's a die. <laughs> I just mean, but then I'm even confused. if you were to like look at this one instead, like you can easily see it's got five. So then that makes it a ten. Am I missing one? I'm confused. Oh so yeah, I missed one. Oh. I found it. I was missing right, one. Okay. Let's go. Right. Everything makes sense now. It's a six plus two is eight. All right. So you completely cure the wound in his shoulder, and it is the the skin knits together and looks fresh and new, and he squeals in pain as the wind brushes a leaf against the gaping wound in his leg. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, do you guys need anything else from Haviland? I think Clarence and Peter do. Clarence, I listen, I made a vow to this man so i'm not even gonna who knows what happens to him after this we leave clarence peter and Havlin are still there who knows where they go all right all right i like that actually i like that a lot you guys um take the key and leave this cul-de-sac of the city of the dead and as you turn to walk i think mel and gareth you look over your shoulders 
and you see Peter and Clarence kneel down over this sniveling Havilland, and you see Peter's uh, Peter's lips spread in a smile, except it just like goes they, way past. They his, like... go past where they normally should, and his whole face rips open in a jagged tooth smile as his jaw distends. They're so you know, cute the whole together. reason they're cannibals is in fact Anthony's fault, but I'm here for it. They're also just like the most romantic guys. They just yeah, love no, each they're, other a lot. they're genuinely so cute together. Um, they have to share a meal together. Like, that's special. Hey, listen, this weird. is date night now. Have a date. Have a date. Shut the fuck up. Tuts. <laughs>